Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. According to a new report, the Biden administration isn't worried about Elon Musk's ownership of Twitter and doesn't view the platform as being a vital part of its political strategy. Said Biden, the future of campaigning is buttons. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you know, they uh, occasionally they give it a whack. Doesn't always work out. <laughs> they should uh, maybe take a course in comedy writing or something like that. I think those are available, aren't they? They must be at least in Los Angeles. Well, happy Tuesday and uh, welcome. It's truly the Christmas season. That's why the Washington, D.C. City Council is on track to pass a bill with, uh, well, they'll prohibit bestiality for the first time in Washington, D.C., which, which is uh, when Democrats have conjugal relations with their pets. It's a... Uh, it's an interesting thing. Also, the uh, animals will have rights. They're going to give animals rights that people don't have. It is a, uh, it's their, their new animal welfare bill will consider pets' well-being in divorces. In divorces. So you're getting a divorce uh, in D.C., got to bring your cocker spaniel into court and then uh, put mom on one side of the courtroom and dad on the other side of the courtroom, and the judge will say, uh, which one do you want to go to? And uh, the other, you know, whichever one rubbed their hands in uh, dog food earlier that day wins the dog. <laughs> yeah, got bacon, got bacon in your shoe, and uh, <laughs> that ought to do it. Also, they're banning the declawing of cats. No more declawing cats because, uh, you know, you need that money for Planned Parenthood because, uh, you know, Democrats, they love animals. I hate people. I got that voluntary human extinction effort. It's a project that uh, they're calling for the end of humankind because, you know, they prefer snail darters to human beings. That's the uh, thing. But bestiality, I think that might be a bridge too far. I expect Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to put their feet down on this one. They each have to put their foot down, so they have to put their feet down. And uh, Nancy Pelosi would do it in a, you know, a $1,200 Manolo Blanca shoe. Is that a, is that a lady's shoe, Manolo Blanca? I think it is. And uh, <laughs> I'm probably mispronouncing it. That's okay. Uh, that's all right. See, because unlike uh, the nuclear energy official in the, in the Biden administration, I don't wear women's shoes. You know, at least not that I talk about. The, uh, <laughs> no, I really don't. And they'd be very uncomfortable. They look very uncomfortable. But the, uh, you see him, this guy, this crazy guy, in the energy department who's in charge of nuclear waste, somehow appropriate in a twisted way. But he, um, he was fired yesterday. He's he, right? Or is he they? He was Sam Brinton is his name. He's the luggage thief. And we have updates on him because he lost his job. Now, that is the worst kind of homophobia and transphobia. Why do they have an irrational fear of men that dress as women and steal people's luggage? What is, uh, what's the matter with these people? A lot of people ask, what in the world does your gender fluid identity have to do with nuclear waste? 
That's uh, <laughs> that's that's a fair question. A lot of people ask a perfectly fair question in that regard. It happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, just crazy. Uh, 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 man, man, oh man. I uh, I marvel at what the Democrats prioritize and you know what they live in there with. That. Now also we've got this uh, crazy thing uh, where the this uh, billionaire um, you know cryptocurrency. Democrat donor, number two Democrat donor this past election cycle, just after our uh, favorite person, George Soros, you anti-Semite. And uh, now this lunatic, is he a cross-dresser too? He strikes me as a little bit of a little bit of a cross-dresser. But it is a, this is a fascinating story, this Sam Bankman Freed fella. He's been arrested. And you think, well, that sounds like a good thing. No, actually, this is crooked. This is a corrupt arrest. It's an amazing thing because Sam Bankman freed the, the uh, crook. He, he said he's not a crook. What was he on, 60 Minutes or something? Said he's not a crook. He's like Richard Nixon. He's not a crook. Richard Nixon really wasn't a crook. But I think Sam Bankman freed might very well be. And he is the number two Democrat Party donor. Millions and millions of dollars. He's a billionaire. He's, what is he, 30 years old, I think. And he throws money at the Democrats, and then you buy off their happiness. And and uh, you you uh, he he was hanging out with Maxine Waters in her office and photo ops, and she's blowing him kisses. There's video. She's smiling, cooing like she wants to pick him up, and and um, I don't mean like hold him over her head or anything. I mean <laughs> I mean like taking like you know the muscle lady at the carnival. But um, Maxine Waters was going to preside over a hearing on Capitol Hill today in which Sam Bankman-Fried would be fluffed by Democrats but might take a couple of tough questions from a couple of Republicans anyway because he was – now, he didn't have to show up in Washington. He's in the Bahamas, his multimillion-dollar location in the Bahamas. And he said, well, I don't really want to show up to Capitol Hill, to Washington, so can't I just do it by Zoom call or something? And they said, oh, sure you can, Sam Bankman-Fried. You've given us enough money where you can do whatever you want. So he's going to testify by uh, video teleconference, by Zoom call or something today. That was true until Biden's Justice Department, Biden's Justice Department, announced that he had been charged with crimes and they wanted him arrested, so the government of the Bahamas arrested him just in time to keep him from testifying uh, before a congressional committee on Capitol Hill, where he presumably would have been sworn in under oath, which doesn't really matter when you're a Democrat. You can lie to Congress under oath all you want. Just ask anybody. Uh, they do it all the time. James Comey and uh, James Clapper and, you know, the I, I think John Brennan must have lied under oath before Congress. I know they lied to the FISA courts they, uh, to get warrants to spy on the political enemies of the Democratic Party, but that's okay, too. But Sam Bankman-Fried arrest updates, you see, facing civil fraud charges from SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission. ABC News is excited to not report the story well. Uh, SEC filed charges publicly on Tuesday. That's, uh, boy, that, isn't that amazing? And he was arrested, and now he can't testify. So it stops the testimony. Now, I assume they're going to put him in Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell, you know, the one without the video cameras and without guards, and uh, where you, you know, because you want a little privacy when you're, when you're in prison. And this is a uh, fascinating, fascinating series of events, and the timing couldn't be more conspicuous. 
couldn't be more suspicious, couldn't smell worse. And now he's in a Bahamian jail cell. He's a rich guy, though. Maybe he'll give him some crypto coins and escape. And he can have gender-altering surgery and uh, move to California and just blend right in. But this is, uh, this is an amazing story. Amazing story. Uh, also, speaking of, because I'm just touching on stuff I want to get to here, but yeah, Maxine Waters blowing him kisses and uh, meeting with him, and she's supposed to be presiding over the hearing today. And then, oh, no, the Biden administration stopped the testimony from taking place hours before it was scheduled to, uh, to happen. Um, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> and uh, amazing stuff. Uh, but there's more because... You know, the first of all, you got your cross-dressing, gender-fluid, non-binary, there, they, there, them, energy department official who steals luggage, and uh, Sam Brinton, a Democrat in good standing, and a, a freak show in so many different ways. Uh, also, there are these, uh, you know, gay groups, LGBTQIA+ plus uh, groups that do this uh, thing. Uh, uh, conversion therapy, their anti-conversion therapy. And this, uh, this um, uh, luggage thief, he has apparently claimed many times that his father was mean to him and sent him to conversion therapy where they used electroshock and tortured him like it's, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, North Korean prison. And these other uh, gay groups, uh, anti-conversion therapy, have tried and tried and tried to put the pieces of his story together to prove that it's true, and they've uh, not been able to do that because it looks like he made all this stuff up. And they talked to his mom, and his mom seems like a very nice person and uh, always supported the freak show son and uh, said dad never beat him, as he claimed, and, and that none of this other stuff is true because he's got a lot of weird fantasies, and some of them reside in other people's luggage, interestingly enough. But at the same time, the White House is having a big, big party with, what do they say, more than a 1,000, maybe even thousands of people to celebrate the passage of this marriage law, even though, you know, gay marriage is perfectly legal in all 50 states, but they're pretending that they're doing something bigger. It's fake, and the news media is playing along like it's a big deal. But uh, invited for this event uh, is an anti-police, non-binary drag queen famous for his beep the police um, tweets and messages, you know, anti-police, F the police, uh, drag queen, and puts on drag queen shows, I think, six days a week, which is pretty industrious. You know, I don't know how much of a heavy lift that is, having never done that myself. But, um, you know, fun, 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 uh, till her daddy takes her T-bird away. And pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, this, uh, this person... Um, is uh, well, I'll get into that because the non you got the nine binary nuclear official who's fired after multiple luggage theft charges, Sam Brinton, who made up all kinds of stuff about how dad daddy was mean to him and you know, daddy wasn't there, and all this <laughs> like Barack Obama, you know, when daddy wasn't there, and uh, yeah, pretty amazing stuff. And now they've got the anti police, police hating. Drag who uh, goes on and on about how uh, drag is for kids. I, I thought, um, you know, what's the breakfast cereal? Uh, that's uh, 
Yeah, tricks. Tricks is for kids. Uh, breakfast cereal. But um, this uh, Democrat, Biden invites anti-police, non-binary drag queen to White House. Uh, beep, the police. Cummings once tweeted that, quote, anyone who thinks drag isn't for children is wrong. All right. And uh, invitation to the White House. Very excited. Um, you know, lock the kids up or lock somebody up because somebody's got to be locked up. The Democrats are on the loose. And, you know, when they want to play duck, duck, goose with your kids, somebody call the cops because this is uh, not the same game it used to be. This is the Democrat Party's 21st century version of duck, duck, goose. We also have updates on uh, Elon Musk and Twitter because more was released last night. Uh, Barry Weiss the former New York Times reporter, and Matt Taibbi, who are now being described by the phony media as right-wing journalists, which is hilarious. They are New York Times, you know, uh, mainstream lefty journalists. Uh, But if you want to tell the truth, then the radical left-wing anti-journalist journalists come after you, and uh, they uh, hit you with labels like right-wing, they're going to call them white supremacists soon, because that's what they call people. Uh, and then they exterminate 40% of the black population again this year in the womb. Because, you know, if you're a white supremacist, really just send a check to Planned Parenthood. They're, uh, they're doing your work for you, uh, the Democrats and their thing. Uh, but Elon Musk Twitter disbanded the Trust and Safety Advisory Group, you know, where they had that another guy with his gay, naked, uh, bareback, horseback riding thing, right? Yeah, Yoel Roth, he was the head of, uh, he's the chief censor because the Orwellian Trust and Safety Advisory Group. And now it's been disbanded, and all of the media is very, very upset that it's been disbanded because, you know, it's for trust and safety. As, uh, who was it that said last week on uh, MSNBC, you know, the uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, words will never hurt me or names will never hurt me. And uh, but they had this uh, person on on MSDNC. I wouldn't want to guess at their gender uh, saying, no, now words can break your bones. Right. Because that's why and that's why they got to be banned. Who was it? Oh, yeah. Naturally, it was uh, Democrat Congresswoman and mental outpatient uh, Sheila Jackson Lee. It is uh, very well documented that words nowadays can actually uh, break your bones. That's right. It's very well documented that words today can actually break your bones. And the idiots uh, that, you know, news anchors sat there nodding in agreement with spittle running down their chins. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, words can break your bones. And the news media is very upset because they want more censorship. Uh, voices that are not extreme left-wing, anti-democratic voices, anti-free speech voices. The, uh, the Democrat Party is anti-free speech, anti-free practice of religion, anti-First Amendment. It applies to them, of course, but uh, not to you, because uh, they're essentially uh, fascists. You know, the, the Democratic Party isn't. One of our sayings here on our humble Chris Plant Show radio broadcast. Yeah, and uh, more about how Twitter banned President Trump, even though he did not violate their policies, but they said, ah, screw our policies, let's ban them anyway, because we're brimming with hatred and we don't believe in Western ideals. We're authoritarian and we control Twitter, uh, Twitter so let's crush them, all right? Um, 
Dave Chappelle update for you today as well. Oh, and Dr. Robert Malone was reinstated by Elon Musk. He's, uh, you know, like the inventor of the mRNA vaccines, and then he was banned for questioning their e efficacy <laughs> because they're not free speech people. Anthony Fauci update and, uh, and more. 888-630-9625. And I would not engage uh, in any behavior that could be described as idiot. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Now, uh, outlawing declawing is one thing, but the Democratic Party has to stand up to this bestiality law. Come on, where is Nancy Pelosi when you... I think Chuck Schumer is pro bestiality. Let's uh, let's go to the let's go to the telephones. Let's uh, speak to Chris calling from Marshall, Virginia. Christopher, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Ah, thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. You, I had the honor of speaking with you yesterday. Um, I have I lived in the Bahamas for 20 years. I have been to the main prison, which is Fox Hill Prison in Nassau. Uh, I took an AA meeting into there. If Sam Brinkman Freed has been sent to Fox Hill for a weekend. That is a death sentence. Really? You think about think about Midnight Express on steroids. It is one of the most uh, unearthly, inhumane, savage places you can imagine. Fox Hill Prison. Uh, now he may have been sent to you know a local jail or whatnot. I don't know, but typically. That the threat of going to Fox Hill Prison is what keeps most all Americans in line in the Bahamas. Wow! And I don't care what your what your status is. It it now it is it is uh, it's Midnight Express. It's like a Turkish prison. Wow! You know uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, didn't kill himself, but that's that's another issue for another day, probably, unless it becomes another issue later today. Uh, but right since on. since you mentioned Midnight Express and the Turkish prison. Uh, my best girl and I were in Istanbul a couple of years ago where that prison was from Midnight Express. That's all based on a true story, that, uh, that movie, and it's uh, pretty faithfully told. The place that was the Turkish prison uh, in Midnight Express is now a Four Seasons hotel. I remember you commenting on that earlier in, a, in an earlier broadcast, and I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, and it's uh, obviously a Four Seasons Hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. And they didn't tear down the building. They just remodeled it in the old jail cells. You know, the place where they walked around in the circles and uh, pushed the thing? That's where you have breakfast now. That's the breakfast buffet. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> this is the Chris Plant Show. Uh, I don't know what it is with the, uh, the Democrats. seems to go against their own interests here. But in Washington, D.C., the Washington Post is excited to announce Karina Elwood typed it up on behalf of the Democratic Party. D.C. animal welfare bill would consider pets' well-being in divorces. In divorces. So if you're in divorce court in uh, D.C., definitely uh, bacon or, you know, put cat food in your shoe or something like that, because the judge might ask uh, which one of you, your cat or your dog, wants to stay with, or your goldfish or your python. 
Um, gosh, who gets the who gets the ferret in the divorce? These things are tough. The D.C. Council is on track to pass a bill that, with some new protections for the city's four-legged residents, what do you, not all of them have four legs. Some of them might have been. With provisions including cat declawing and allowing judges to consider the well-being of pets in a divorce proceeding, animal legal experts, they have animal legal experts now. Are these legal experts that are animals, do you think? Furry legal experts. Maybe they dress like, you know, because a lot of Democrats, they have this. They call themselves furries, right? And they dress like animals. They wear animal suits like they're uh, extras in cats or something. Animal legal experts and advocates said the bill's passage would be a historic, it would be a historic and groundbreaking win for animals in D.C. I, uh, I, I like animals. Uh, my best girl and I went out and had a steak last night, as a matter of fact. Very nice steak. It was delicious. Mmm. So here's the, uh, the thing. The, uh, the omnibus bill includes seven provisions that are aimed at improving the welfare of animals in D.C. It would criminalize the possession of dog fighting equipment. Is that like little boxing gloves and you got a, got a ring, you know, got like a boxing ring in your basement, <laughs> animal fighting equipment. What kind of equipment do they have for animal fighting? Let's ask Michael Vick. And specifically outlaw bestiality. It would specifically, not um, vaguely or generally, but specifically outlaw bestiality. I'd like to see the language on that. They haven't published that yet. As D.C. is one of three jurisdictions that does not have protections for animals prohibiting the activity. The Washington Post calls it an activity. An activity. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things are activities. I'd call a lot of things activities. I'm not sure I'd call bestiality an activity. Maybe you should look into the proclivities of the writer here. It would also ban the retail sale of animals that are not rescues in an attempt to crack down on puppy mills. So now you can't buy a pet in Washington, D.C. Can't go to a pet store and buy little Timmy wants a puppy. Um, No, you got to get some... A uh, rescued dog that was abandoned and uh, abused and uh, is afraid of its own shadow. It's much better that way, don't you think? I think you can't have. Because puppy mills, the Democrats created this term. The term is puppy mills. And from that point on, buying a puppy is bad because mills, you know, the word mills is bad, I guess, according to them. But the, uh, the whole thing. And also it says that the declawing thing, they're against puppy mills, um, uh, breeding operations with inhumane conditions. Well, how do you know that? But there are people that don't uh, raise puppies, have puppies that, that aren't inhumane. That's just stupid. But they've created this childlike uh, idea in their little minds. And now, uh, you know, it's all, it's all bad. You can't. Uh, and declawing, as for the declawing thing, I laughed at this. It said that uh, that the uh, they're for declawing because um, people they had animal rights experts who said that declawing is cruel and I, I don't know a whole lot about it but another provision in the bill would ban cat declawing a procedure that has been performed for decades but is in in recent years has been deemed cruel and unnecessary 
by pet owners, animal advocates, and some veterinarians. And some veterinarians, see? Because you got the uh, animal advocates, pet owners, and some veterinarians are opposed to it now, so they're going to ban it, all right? Now, how about people that own couches and curtains? And they ask anybody who owns couches and maybe uh, nice curtains because cats love to climb curtains, don't they? And they love to, you know, stretch out by tearing up your couches and, and things like that. And maybe your clothes. And maybe your cat is claw crazy and you want to get your cat to claw. Maybe it's an indoor cat all the time. I grew up with cats. We would never declare our cats because they had to fight. You know, they had to fight uh, for their right to party. And uh, you can't just go around declaring cats. But uh, I love that they, they uh, it's kind of a one-sided thing, like everything in the Washington Post, that uh, people who are for cat declawing. But what about uh, cats that need to escape up trees and uh, get away from dogs chasing them? And I had a great cat, a Russian blue. He was like 17 pounds. He could beat up every Doberman and, and uh, German shepherd in the neighborhood. They were all afraid of him. His friends were raccoons. They used to walk around at night uh, together like they were, you know, the same species. It was a great cat. Fat Boy was his name. It was originally uh, Alexander. I named him after Alexander the Great when I was about five years old. But he got so big that we changed his name to Fat Boy. <laughs> he seemed to like that better. <laughs> He's a big cat. Uh, yeah, and bestiality. But wait a minute. Bestiality, we're, on a, we're one of only three jurisdictions, presumably in the country, not on the planet, that uh, does not specifically outlaw bestiality. <laughs> it seems appropriate that Washington, D.C. would be among the last places to outlaw bestiality, don't you think? <laughs> what are they going to do on Capitol Hill? They should be called in to respond to this. All right, let's go, uh, let's go back to the telephones. Let's, uh, let's go to Christian calling from New York, New York. Christian, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, uh... How you doing, sir? Very well. How about you? I'm doing great. I love your show. Just discovered a show as I was dropping my girlfriend to Walgreens, so I decided to call in. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, welcome. So, thank you. Um, Joe Biden today has invited a number of African presidents to a so-called U.S.-Africa summit. Yes. As a... American citizen, not naturalized, and an, and an African, I can tell you that the the presidents invited are the worst leaders ever. So we don't understand why they have this privilege to come to a summit when these are presidents that should be they should be in jail for killing their own people, for no type of a concrete vision for their own people. So we are just questioning this summit overall. It's ending on the 15th. I'm actually driving, flying to Washington, D.C. for a big protest uh, tomorrow um, in front of the White House and in front of the many hotels. These uh, crooks of African presidents are staying in. So I just wanted to let the, Amer uh, the American people know that there are certain things that are taking place that a lot of us don't know. And this U.S.-Africa summit should be boycotted. Well, you know, uh, the Democrats, um, you sound like you're somebody who's been paying attention. Uh, let me guess, Kenya? 
from Chad. Republic of Chad. You're from Chad, and uh, and there are, I believe, 40 African leaders in Washington, D.C. My best girl and I uh, went by a motorcade uh, for one of the leaders on Rock Creek Parkway yesterday, staying at the Four Seasons Hotel, back to the Four Seasons in Georgetown, and and all of the great hotels in Washington have delegations from, from the African countries. And... You know, I assume that they're here to get money from the United States of America, which is what usually happens. And Joe Biden and the Democrats, yeah. you know, Christian, they're always on the side of the bad guys, aren't they? The Democrat Party. Yes. 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 And to just elaborate on who I am. So I came to the U.S. 22 years ago yesterday. My my own father was actually the ambassador of Chad at the United Nations, the permanent mission, prior to him being the ambassador of Chad, he was the secretary of communication in in the changing government. So I can tell you firsthand that these African leaders, all of them shouldn't be in a four-star hotel. They should be in jail. And as taxpayers, we should question every single dollar that goes out into Africa. Because the American government knows well that none of the funds that go to Africa are used for the infrastructure, for education, none. They turn into money, personal, into they go into personal accounts. So it's, again, you know, we should question the double standards of this government, Joe Biden's government, the double standards of the uh, the U.S. foreign policy vis-a-vis Africa as well. Well, you know, this, uh, the uh, Obama-Biden administration and the Biden administration, they are, you know, more in league with Iran. And, uh, you know, they cut this deal with Mohammed bin Salman last week in Saudi Arabia, who Joe Biden pretended to condemn back when uh, Khashoggi was murdered and butchered in Turkey, back to Turkey again. And, um, you know, it, it, uh, the Democrats, all their friends are the bad guys. They've always liked Noriega uh, over the Democrat. They hang out with Fidel Castro, as Barack Obama did in Cuba. They send tens of billions of dollars to the Ayatollah in Iran. Yes. The uh, Biden family does business with Xi Jinping's communist China, with Putin's Russia taking in millions of dollars. Uh, they get these no-show jobs in Ukraine. Uh, a notoriously corrupt country, which has been written out of the script, uh, because, you know, uh, Christian, the left, um, they're the bad guys on the planet Earth. And the Democrat Party in the United States has been taken over by the left. You've been here for 22 years. You're a U.S. citizen. Um, and I'm yeah. guessing you vote on Election Day very dutifully. I, I bet you vote every time you have the chance, right? I do. And it's such a, I mean, you know, as a black person overall, you are automatically assumed to be Democrats. And 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 it, it, it's something that I really don't understand because we have to assess the, the different policies and vision of either parties or if any independent uh, uh, candidate is also running. We, we don't have to belong to any type of box, but really assess, analyze, what is the vision and what is actually what will happen if let's say joe Biden becomes president or is president what what is he doing if donald trump becomes president what is he truly doing for 
for community, for the people, and I can tell you that it, it's been hard <laughs> these last few elections yeah. to vote Democrat. Yeah, yeah. It's been hard to vote Democrat, you say? Yes. Yeah. Do, does that mean you do vote Democrat or it's you have not voted Democrat? I haven't, I haven't voted Democrat, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would hope not. Look, I mean, uh, Christian, you know, the Democrat Party, uh, notwithstanding what they teach and preach on college campuses and in high school these days, the Democrat Party is, of course, the party of the Confederate States of America, the South and the Civil War, you know, the slave states. that Their Democrat president was Jefferson Davis. And, and of course, they created the Democrat Party, and their guy, Nathan Bedford Forrest, created the KKK. And they they created the Jim Crow laws, and you know they're the ones that uh, created the failed schools and the soft bigotry of low expectations and the school to prison pipeline. You know the Democrat Party is the party that under LBJ demolished the nuclear family uh, and uh, African American families. And you know I can't imagine why any uh, African American or African uh, uh, new American would would vote Democrat. I just don't understand that at all. Yes, we have to do our, our homework, um, and with that, I really urge every single um, American citizen to to be more proactive in terms of just what's happening in the White House and what's happening locally, let's say in New York, you know, the different legislations taking place. And I want to finish that with the double standard. So the president invited you mentioned there were a number of presidents invited. And guess what? There were other presidents who have not been invi- invited, like the president of Burkina Faso, which is in West Africa, mm-hmm. the president of Mali, and the president of Guinea. And guess what? They haven't been invited because the the, the people have decided to kick France uh, government out of those countries. Mm-hmm. And the reason is France as a government, not the people. I just want to just distinguish uh-huh. the difference. The French government for the longest has been the cause of poverty in Africa, the, the maintaining dictators, the support dictators, even in Chad. And those presidents haven't been invited because there were coup, coup. Even in Chad, there was a coup. But the president of Chad was invited, even though a month ago, on October 20th, over 200 Peaceful protesters were killed, cold-blooded killed, for demanding reforms and for standing against this new president who is the son of a former president. So can you imagine? It's not a kingdom. It's not a monarchy, but sons and the dictatorship like North Korea and so many other places. And exactly. I, uh, I've got to say, uh, Christian, I thank you for calling in and welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Uh, and you sound like a good-thinking American, and I'm, I'm happy that you, uh, that you called in. And someday, since you mentioned Burkina Faso, someday I am hoping to visit Ouagadougou. Have you ever been to Ouagadougou? I haven't been, but <laughs> I hear amazing things about it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Christian. Thanks very much. For, and enjoy your protests tomorrow. Uh, look out for the Democrats, because they don't like protests anymore. And they don't like Christians either, since your name is Christian. And and uh, they don't like free speech. The Democrats are really not on our side. But uh, welcome, Christian, and, uh, and enjoy the protest. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. 
Ah, yes. Well, see, Christian is a uh, thinking person, new American. Well, 22 years is quite a period of time. Coming to Washington from New York uh, to protest against the corrupt African leaders invited by Lunch Bucket Joe and his cabal of Democrats who, uh, as you know, according to the New York Times poll, are the number two threat to our democracy, the Democrat Party. New York Times poll found that the news media is our number one threat, number one threat to democracy, and uh, number two threat the Democrat Party. Naturally, that's the... Uh, that's the, uh, and the Democrat Party and the news media are basically one and the same, you know, two ends of the same capsule. It's like a suicide capsule. It's like they're Jonestown. All right, let's go to the phones, Michael. Let's go to Marco calling from Springfield, Virginia. Marco, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Good morning, and thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh. Remember, I touched base with you a little while ago about Sam Brenton. I'm surprised it took this long to fire him. But one of the things that I find really interesting is he just happens to be really good friends with Pete Buttigieg's husband, wife, or whatever you want to call the other person. I find that it's really a tight little circle of people that have the same thing in common now working in government that maybe shouldn't be in those positions to begin with, like Pete Buttigieg himself. Um, he's a total income. And we all know that, you know, there's a certain identity that goes with positions in this administration. Maybe they should start hiring people that are capable of doing a job instead of identity, um, you know, sexual preference, color, whatever the case may be. Uh, well, look, uh, as we know, the Democrat Party is all about identity politics. And, and uh, you know, the less normal you are, and normal is an actual word that has actual meaning, the less normal you are, the more likely uh, you are to uh, be brought in by the Biden administration and by the Democrats. They're anti-normal. That's, uh, you know, Marco, that's why we sell T-shirts and coffee mugs that say, remember normal, the Chris Plant store. I didn't know about this tie between Poot Edgedge's husband and the luggage thief, though. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.